top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like 45 minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Toppin's time. What's up? We're back. Welcome back to Top Bins, the show bringing you all the soccer action from England and Italy. I'm your host, Matt, joined by my co-host, Dom. Dom, how are you today? Good, man. Doing well. How about you? You know, just never better. Living the dream, international break. You know how it is. You know how we live. Um, just enjoying the USA. Maybe the most boring games I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I was talking with Kyle on the main show about our World Cup group just looking pretty bad all, all together. A lot of a uh, lot of instability, it seems. So we'll see. It's not looking bright for us, man. In my opinion, yeah, future has looked a lot better for the USA in so many ways. I mean, there's just <laughs> so many ways you can take that. Um, we have a uh, you know, anytime it's uh, anytime it's international break, we like to do something a little different because we are a podcast that typically really likes to talk about the games of the last weekend and a little more in depth there there obviously haven't been any domestic games to talk about so uh, we like to spice it up if it's your first time listening to an international break episode do something a little different uh you know to try out something a little more fun i thought i thought something that might be fun because we're american and we like to do uh drafts and fantasy we have to commodify everything and uh and really break it down uh we could draft teams from each of the domestic leagues uh, that we cover on the show, Syria in the Premier League, and uh, just go through, you know, and, uh, and and pick the the teams and how this will work. We divided the table into four groups of five, so you can think of it as like the top five, then you know six through ten, and then eleven through fifteen, sixteen through twenty. Um, we will each go as like a snake draft uh, and alternate. We will pick one team from each group. We have to have one. We have to have equal teams from all the groups before we can go back to group one, which is the the top group, obviously, because otherwise we would just be working our way down the table, essentially, uh, to make us think a little more and make it a little more strategic as well. Uh, which uh, you know, which teams we pick, which ones we omit. Um, we're going to start in England. I am going to go first since. Uh, England is, is typically the league that I, I am I'm paying a little more attention to. Um, Dom will have two picks right after me, just so that way he gets second pick for Group One and first pick for Group Two, just to even it out a little bit. Otherwise, you know, I would be getting first choice for the the top two groups, which is a little unfair, I would say. Uh, gotta gotta give him a little respite there. So Group One, uh, you know, in England is Arsenal, Manchester City, Tottenham, Brighton, and Manchester United. That is the top five in the table right now. 
Uh, I feel like this is an easy choice, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I'm going to be taking Manchester City. I don't know how much explanation this needs, but they've been great to start the season. I could, I just totally expect them to be great to finish the season. Wouldn't be surprised at all if they end up winning the title. They were my preseason title pick. Uh, so I I don't know how shocking this is. I'm going to be taking Manchester City with the, the number one overall pick in the inaugural <laughs> top bins fantasy draft. Uh, the second overall pick in the uh, Premier League fantasy draft. Uh, I don't think this is a surprise to anyone either. If you know my allegiances when it comes to the Premier League, I'm taking Arsenal. goes without saying. You could tell this team's a little different than, than the previous Arsenal teams we've seen. So um, I definitely think that they're going to keep up this good run of form. And, uh, and yeah, I think they'll do well for me. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, yeah, I think Arsenal, out of the... the- the group one here probably probably it's really them and spurs i think are the other are choice here um and i think arsenal have just shown a, a little more consistency to start the season um a little worried about you know how their their fixture congestion pops up but can't hate on the pick uh so dom you get you get first pick in group two which is fulham chelsea liverpool brentford and newcastle united so go ahead make your uh, make your top selection from group two some interesting names in there too Absolutely love that Brighton took up a spot in the first group. So you know, and they I, were there I, on merit alone. You you know, I have to steal Liverpool away from you. This is a very obvious choice again. <laughs> so uh, highest goal differential in this group. So you know they're not going to be down there for long. If 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 I'm being serious, so um, yeah, I have to I have to take them. I appreciate that that is an endorsement of Liverpool and that uh, you'll be joining me along for the ride for the rest of the season. But yeah, Liverpool obviously have had a, a challenging start to the season. I think a lot of that has been injury-based, but they haven't performed great either. They also haven't played now in like a month. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes at the weekend because we have a, a, a Liverpool-Brighton game to look forward to at the weekend. But um, I do expect that, you know, over the course of the rest of the season... I don't imagine Liverpool finishing in the mid table. You know, I think we still expect them to finish in top four. So it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Um, I'm going to go chalk here as well. I just think, you know, Chelsea are right there for the taking. They have Graham Potter now. You expect that to, you know, induce some consistency, probably some better results. Um, you know, we haven't really gotten, we've only gotten to see them play one Champions League game under Potter so far. So haven't gotten a, a full, but you know, he's gotten these few weeks now, you know, this international break and, you know, the, the postponement of some games, I think to, to settle in at the club a little bit, as well as his staff and uh, probably work with the players uh, in uh, a more close proximity than maybe he expected to be able to, you know, have a little more time to, to iron things out. So that could be a benefit to them. I just, again, I think Liverpool and Chelsea, we both expect to probably be finishing better. They're just value picks because it's, we expect them to be finishing at a, at a higher position than uh, than where they currently are. Um, so it goes back to you, Dom, for Group 3, which consists of Leeds United, Bournemouth, Everton, Southampton, and Aston Villa. A little more challenging here. This is where it gets interesting because uh, you're kind of just you're kind of just calling your shot with some of these teams and, and trying to search your way through what matters and what doesn't matter from the first uh, few few weeks of the season. Well, given that we're coming off of the international break, I think I'm going to go with a team that features a couple U.S. internationals, uh, both in management and on the field. Uh, so I'm going to t- pick up Leeds as well. They have the highest goal differential. They're even, uh, scored the same amount of goals that they've allowed. 
But, you know, looking at the other teams, I think this is the smart choice to go with. Uh, there's like, yeah, I think this is the smart choice to go with. Is, I, I, Bournemouth has a negative 13 goal differential. Uh, Everton, still not, still not confident in them after last season. And then Southampton and Villa. I mean, out of out of any of the other teams, you can argue Villa, but they haven't had the greatest start to the season. Um, the the quality and some of their players are there, but I think that Leeds is a little more cohesive of a team right now. Yeah, hard to uh, hard to really disagree with with your logic there. Leeds would probably have been my pick as well. They've looked good to start the season. You know, Jesse Marsh is a good manager. They've got, I think, kind of the most like momentum uh, behind them. And, you know, you expect that over the course of the season will probably perform pretty well. You imagine they'll probably settle uh, around this area. You know, you probably won't lose value with this team. You don't expect them to, to dramatically get worse. Um, and they just seem like a team that, yeah, is, is going to be comfortable in the Premier League. Because, uh, by the way, we're going to be keeping track of this throughout the year, too. And it is going to turn competitive like our Arsenal Spurs bet uh, did last season. So we will be revisiting these at points in the season at the end of the year, too, to see... Uh, See who who's whose teams whose group of teams actually performed better by uh, by point total. I'm gonna go with the team that I put a lot of faith in at the start of the season, and I I really don't have any other choice but to double down on that faith. I guess in in Aston Villa, I think there's two reasons I'm going for this though. I think they can improve over the course of the season. It didn't help that Diego Carlos tore his Achilles like day one uh, of the Premier League season. Um, and they had obviously spent, you know, the entire summer planning for him and you know, had to adjust. Uh, Gerard has been a little uneven as a manager to start the year. I wouldn't be shocked if Gerard at some point is not the manager at Aston Villa. And that could obviously be, you know, a, a little bit of an upswing for them. Uh, so I, I'm mostly betting that Aston Villa are going to improve and be better through the, the second half of the season. I say that as if we're even halfway through the season, really like the second three fourths of the season, I think could be kinder to Villa. Um, and they've had you know, pretty good results, you know, the last few times that we've seen them out. Um, you know, and in fact, beating Southampton. So I'm going to go for Villa and and just kind of hope that even if Gerard doesn't turn them around, uh, the next manager might, you know, and uh, and that could be a, kind of a, a feather in my cap. Um, Dom, you get the first pick on our last group as well. Really exciting stuff. I mean, just like the best stuff. <laughs> we've got. Crystal Palace, Wolverhampton, West Ham, Nottingham Forest, Leicester City making up Group 4. These are the, the basement dwellers. Um, there's some value here, I, th I think we could say. But, uh, Dom, let's let's hear your pick for, for Group 4. Now, my pattern has been go with the team with the best or, or, or a decent goal differential. I didn't follow it completely in the first group because uh, Spurs had – higher goal differential than Arsenal. But in the other two, I made sure that I got the one with the highest goal differential. Here, it's kind of more of an emotional pick. I don't really know Crystal Palace too much, aside from, like, Willie Zaha. And that kind of worries me when, it when you know, it kind of comes to can they score some goals? Can they have some good performances and, and, and you know, do well for me? I'm going to go with a little more of an emotional pick. Um and, and go with West Ham. I think they've just been unlucky and, and been playing some pretty bad, you know, football as of late, but they do have some quality players. They're a club that is normally in the upper half of the table by the end of the season. So uh, I, I, they have some quality players. They signed, uh, they signed a former AC Milan player. Uh, so, you know, I got to go with that. 
So uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take West Ham and, and hopefully they don't they don't screw me over. Yeah, West Ham. I, I think if you look at like expected points, expected goal differential, uh, you, you're talking about them being unlucky, and I think the the stats bear that out, and they have been you know a little challenged at times with luck this season. But yeah, David Moyes, you know. Maybe this is just kind of an effect of him. Yeah, that that would be the thing that worries me. But I mean, you're also picking from the bottom five teams in the league. There's going to be question marks no matter what. I do think West Ham are the best bet to obviously not end their season in this group because the talent is there, and you just expect that they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. So again, hard to uh, hard to disagree with our, our first go around here. I'm, I'm actually gonna go with a team that uh that that you you kind of just sort of fluffed by in Crystal Palace because. We can remember them last season. Obviously, Connor Gallagher was a help with that in, in a lot of ways. But um, you know, they've they've had a really a tough schedule to start the season. They played a lot of the the big teams already, um, and you know they have everyone back healthy for the most part. And I just I, I like I like where they're at. I, I think they're uh, I think they're a good team. I think uh, Patrick Vieira is a good manager. I would be surprised if they finish in the bottom five of the league this season. Um, and I think really, you know, out of the teams remaining, I expect them to do the best. You know, you've already taken West Ham from me, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they finish above Wolves. And I expect them certainly mm. to finish uh, above Nottingham Forest and, and Leicester the way Leicester have started the season. So um, I will be planting my flag in Crystal Palace, you know, much like we did last season. I felt like we talked about Palace a lot on the show and gave them a lot of praise. I'm willing to do that again if it means that I have a, a real vested uh, emotional interest now in that uh, in them doing well. So we return now to Group One. Really, you could pick from any group you want to. Uh, we we do not have to uh, to go specifically one, two, three, four. As long as it balances out, uh, you do one from each before you can move on to another one from the same group. I'd have to imagine you're probably gonna want to pick from Group One. I don't want to speak for you, but Dom, you have you have total choice, total freedom here. That could come in handy in you know the last few picks here because you may want to avoid some teams. Um, yeah. But go ahead, Dom. Uh, you you have you have carte blanche here, my friend. Um, Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. The, the, can you uh, give me a can you give me a go Spurs? Can you give me like come on you Spurs real quick? Nope. All right, fair enough. <laughs> this is this was primarily just I want to make sure that I get a good team in Group One and. I don't know if Brighton will stay this consistent. This is the best we've seen this team play in the league ever. So, um, and and I don't know. I just I just can't get behind drafting United. I just I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I think for for Spurs, it, it makes a lot of sense because of the way they started the season and how strong they've looked at times. Uh, you know and. I do think you know, Europe could be an issue for them, depending on on how far they go. And but we've seen Conte actually do a lot better, obviously, when he's out of Europe. I think one thing that would worry me about Spurs too is they're going to have a lot of players at the World Cup. Uh, that could always just get tricky mm -hmm. with with burnout and and potential injuries. But you know what team isn't going to have a lot of those problems? You know, with most most teams, especially in in a Group One situation, are going to have a lot of team uh, players at the World Cup. Uh, that would be my concern. But yeah, you look at again a lot of the underlying numbers for Spurs. They've looked really good to start the season. It's been a lot of what we expected. You know, their level on points with Manchester City at this stage of the season. Harry Kane has has started out really well, and, and this has all been without Youngman Son playing. You know, arguably at his best level. So I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. Uh, with, with Spurs and, and funnily enough you have uh, you have the North London grouping you have uh, Arsenal and Spurs uh, to, to root for here this is the this is the year of peace 
for Dominic uh, to look. I'm I'm doubling down on the on the North London Derby. So when when it happens, I'm okay. I'm gonna win regardless. You, you know? can never lose. You can never lose. Uh, very smart. I you know I, I like where your head's at there. Um, you've put me in a really tough position, Dom, uh, because I have to choose. I really I you know I honestly kind of have to choose between Brighton and Manchester United. I think it would be foolish of me to not pick up one of these. Um, emotionally being tied in any way to Manchester United performing well kind of hurts, kind of stings. Uh, I'm not that into the idea. Uh, and Brighton, I worry about with, with Graham Potter not being there anymore, although they do have Deserby, our Sassuolo man. Uh, that could be nice. And I think it maybe surprise some people, but I don't expect them to be finishing in this group, whereas Manchester United are more likely to be finishing in this area in the table. So I think I'm going to just have to like, I think I'm just going to have to bite the belt here and just suck it up. And, mm. uh, and I'm just going to have to take Manchester United. I don't feel mm. great about it. I will say if you, if I'm thinking about this more analytically though, they have performed well recently. I think Tenag has, has got them you know, playing a little better and you know, nothing, nothing will do better for him than some time. Did you obviously have the Manchester Derby this weekend? Uh, so I could be immediately, it's funny that we've both ended up with uh, yeah, two of the, the bigger, uh, two of the bigger rivalries here uh, in, in England. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, if, if you're telling me the story that United have a, a better, you know, part of the season going forward, I wouldn't be surprised at that. Although Harry Maguire's had a pretty disastrous international break. I don't know what kind of mental state he's coming uh, coming back to Manchester with, but um, there we go. I'll, I'll take Manchester United off your plate. So, again, you have, uh, you have free choice here, my friend. You do not necessarily have to go to Group 2. Uh, you can go to any of the remaining groups and pick a team. Uh, Bradford. I'm going to go with the goal differential theme again. They score some goals. Hopefully they can get some wins out of that. Yeah, hard to uh, hard to disagree or argue too much there. Brentford have, have looked good this season. Uh, Ivan Tony has had a, a really strong campaign and obviously going to be pushing to make the final World Cup squad. Uh, but he's looked like, like a lot like he did last year well, too, I would say. Speaking of him, did, I forget who like mentioned him on Twitter, but they were like, yo... You might as well start playing for the Jamaican national team because you're not going to, it seems like Southgate's not going to ever choose you. So I was like, geez, like you're, it's getting to the point with England. I, I'm sorry that this is an aside, but it's starting to get to the point where, you know, like you really have to call the management into, into, you know, question when it comes to some of the selections that they're doing. Like it, like, uh, was it, was it, uh, was it Graham Sunis or, or Gary Neville? Somebody like tweeted at Southgate and was like, there's a man at Milan named Fikayo Tomori that would play much, much better than, than Harry Maguire right now in the lineup. And, I will say know. the like the swiftness in which he has dropped. And I mean, I'm biased because I'm a Liverpool fan, right? But the swiftness in which he has dropped Trent Alexander-Arnold and never really properly. And Reese James, too. Like, he has two of the best, like, offensive fullbacks. And, like, Reese James, a great, like, two-way player, too. Uh -huh. you know, he's, like, an all-around very strong player um, and has not been able to utilize either of them is a failure in management. And yet, Harry Maguire has been, like, stuck through in, like, the worst situations despite terrible performances his like position is safe somehow. I, I don't understand it. Uh, Tomori not getting a look in. Tomori not getting a look in is is insane. Um, and you know the fact that they haven't scored a goal from open play since like COVID. You know it's like unreal. Um, 
obviously an exaggeration there, but you know, like they've not been a team with the attacking talent that they, they have, they should be doing a lot better England. So we'll save that for the world cup preview though, you know, which is by the way, uh, tick, tick coming up. Coming <laughs> uh, my pick here in, in, uh, group two is going to be Newcastle United. I think they are one of the, uh, teams I'm most comfortable with that's left on the board in terms of their performance the rest of the season. Uh, they haven't been amazing to start the year. Um, but they've certainly been good. They've been fair. I would say they've had fair performances, and I expect that to continue over the course of the season. Um, I expect, too, this is a team that could be active in January. You know, they, they could be a team that really adds someone. Uh, they got Alexander Izak already, who's looked very bright when we've seen him. I, I'm excited to see uh, see the rest of his year and how he progresses. Um, you know, obviously, again, just have to avoid the injury bug here for Newcastle, which is a problem for them. I know that they've had attackers. I think even Isaac might be struggling with an injury at the moment, if, if memory serves. But um, over the course of the season, I've liked what I've seen from him. I've liked what I've seen from Newcastle. I just think they're, they're probably the best pick on the board remaining. Dom, your selection is next. Team Portugal, Wolves. Wow. Uh, reaching, reaching to the bottom dwellers here, uh, Wolves. Can I get can I get it uh, just a little bit? Why we're we're going for Wolves here? I'm not sold on any of the f- like three remaining teams in the third group. I'm not. I think that Wolves are another one of those teams in that bottom bottom five that really doesn't deserve to be there. Um, and I, I, you know, they they still got quality players that can that can get some momentum, get some winning ways, you know, going with them so that they can shoot up the table. At least like mid table. I do, I do think Wolves would probably finish better than you know one above relegation. However, it looked them the last year, and they obviously had that like really strong push, and then they just collapsed and have not looked good since. They don't have great striking options. Not a goal scoring, creative type of team. Um, that worries me a lot. And you just sometimes we see these slides with teams where they they just kind of fall off a cliff. Um, good luck to you. I just. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad you have taken uh, Wolves off the plate for me because I, I did not want to have to have them uh, because I, I don't think they're a threat for relegation, but I, I'm not sure they're making it back up to where we've kind of gotten accustomed to them seeing, you know, in those like 9 to 12 spot. I think they're much more a team that's going to be finishing around like 15 uh, this season. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take just what the field is giving me here and take Southampton. Uh, and just kind of hoover up this like midsection here. I don't love Southampton. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I've questioned them a little bit. I think has an has a little, little Eddie Howe at Bournemouth where it's like, yeah, you have like some good performances, but what good is that when you kind of routinely, you know, three or four times a season are getting beat four or five, nothing, you know, five, two stuff like that. I just think a lot of times get kind of outclassed by other managers and uh, individual performances so but Southampton I, I do think have some room to grow you know, especially consider where they are on the table you expect them to probably finish a little better um and they have been known to you know go on some nice runs and I think Southampton is a team you know I wouldn't mind attaching myself to a little bit okay fair enough fair enough so then that means I need to pick from that same group right uh, third yes group. you need you need to pick from group three before you can uh, move to any other group Tom you know what let me go with the theme of uh cross city rivals give me everton <laughs> wow that is a bold pick especially when we both picked them uh to be relegated this season <laughs> I, I, I don't know I'm not sold on Bournemouth. I'm not yeah it you would know, be the hard fact to that pick it's impressive you know through this <clears throat> this many games even with Everton having a piss poor like point total, they're only they only have a minus one goal differential, which 
you know, it, it, it seems like they're getting something done, even though they've been getting unlucky, I guess. But uh, maybe they'll stay in this kind of projected range, you know, that, that third tier of, of teams in the league. My fingers are crossed. I'm I'm shooting at what's that? What's the uh, what's the saying? Shooting at fish in a barrel or something like that. Like what is the what is the shooting saying? fish in a barrel? Yeah, I don't I don't remember what the saying is, but it's like shooting fish in a barrel. I, that, that is you, is, you is were right there. Is, the whole is time. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's what teams say when they play Everton. Mostly is that it's like shooting fish in a barrel. I think that's. <laughs> That's the yes. problem. They've only scored five goals this year. Uh, that has definitely been an issue for them. Um, I will say I was more negative about them coming into the year than now that we've seen them play because they are better defensively than they were last season for large spells, uh, and that will probably stop them from being relegated. Uh, but not a team that I love. I feel like a, a draw factory. I have to pick a team from Group 4, and it is between Nottingham Forest and Leicester City. And... I'm going to... Oh, Christ. <laughs> I hate both of these options. I'm going to pick Leicester. And really, my logic is they've looked awful, terrible, dreadful, and I've been very harsh on them. I am just buying in when they are the absolute floor. I, I, I They can't be much worse. In fact, it would actually be very challenging for them to be much worse because they only have a point so far this season. So they're, they're really about as bad as you could possibly be. I have to expect that this turns around in some way, whether that's with Brendan Rodgers or not. And I, again, similar to my Aston Villa selection, I think if a new manager comes in, maybe Lester turns it around a little bit. Defensively, they've looked awful. I do not love this pick, but I also, I picked Nottingham Forest to get relegated at the beginning of the year. I did not pick that for Lester, and I think Lester are a better team than what they currently are showing. They're not great, but I, I'm just picking uh, sort of from value here and hoping that Lester will uh, <laughs> will carry themselves out of the basement in some way. Um, no, man, I've been speaking it into existence that they're going to be underperforming. We just didn't see them underperforming this badly. Yes, and you know what? I, I, I appreciated your pick in the offseason, uh, but I I would just be still a little surprised if they get relegated. But I tell you, the, the history for teams starting with one point through, uh, <laughs> through seven games is not great. <laughs> In terms of uh, in terms of staying up, I mean, you're what almost almost like a third of the way through the season already. Yes, so, so like <laughs> it's kind of concerning. It's not great, I'll say that. <laughs> I, again, I'm doing this through gritted teeth, <laughs> you know. But um, the field is yours, Dom. You may make any selection. We only have oh man, uh, we only have four, four teams remaining. See, this is kind of how I have to think about this. I'm either gonna get first group and third group or second group and third group and which do I think would benefit me more there's the inner machinations of Don Pontari's mind right there on display very uh give me Brighton Brighton As you, you already have your you already have the 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 god uh, damn it you are, <laughs> <laughs> you already had the cursor on it, dude. Just waiting. So. Oh, did I put my name? Oh, you put your name. Get out of here. Come on, man. <laughs> For anyone who can't see behind the uh, the curtain here, uh, we have a little a little Google Doc with the table, and I'm it's filling okay. in I names. Have, and... I have editing access as well. I can uh, I can change it. Oh, uh, not anymore. Actually, I'm gonna change that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Brighton, I think, were, were my choice as well out of the remaining field. Even though without Potter, you expect them to maybe take a little step backwards. Zerbi's still a good manager, and I think he can still uh, have them play very well. And I, I wouldn't be shocked to still see Brighton finish around that mid-table spot, probably finishing better than all the remaining teams. I'll pick Fulham, a team that I was uh, I was pretty keen on coming into the year, and they have not disappointed me. Um, and I don't expect them necessarily to finish as they are now in European spots, but I do think they'll be good. And I, I think, you know, they'll be a team, again, probably stay in the Premier League uh, for next season. And I just, I, I, I don't mind having them on my side at all. Good offensive team that they can still pull off points any given week. Yeah. Um... The choice now. of choices here. Kind of screwed. Um, oh, man. I, I don't like either of these teams, man. This is where it does get challenging. We are, we're choosing now between Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest. Really, you're choosing what team to give me. Dom is flipping a coin, which I think is fair. Bournemouth. Bournemouth is Dom's pick. He's Scott Parkerless, Bournemouth Cherries. Um, Bournemouth, I think, have turned it around a little bit since Parker's, uh, you know, departed, and you know we'll see how they they perform the rest of the season. I was worried about their talent coming into the year that has shown through uh, in the first few weeks of the season, the first few games. Not not too surprising. Um, there, that leaves me with the the simple uh, you know arithmetic of s- selecting Nottingham Forest. I don't hate it. Uh, I, I didn't love them coming into the year. I'd also pick them to get relegated. But, you know, let's not forget they bought like 20 players this, this summer. Uh, you know, might take some some time to bet in. And, you know, maybe maybe things change. Maybe there's a managerial change again. And, you know, you get a nice little little bounce off that. Um, but I, I haven't loved them overall. They've, they've lost some key matches already. Um, so... I'm looking forward to it. We will we will check back in, uh, you know, maybe like every month or so with our uh, with how our teams are doing. I'll, I'll keep track of the points tally from today's date onward and see at the end of the year whose uh, whose teams had more points to share. Um, Dom, let's move to Italy, uh, where you will have the number one pick. Uh, here are the groups, just so everyone you're listening, uh, you know, knows: Napoli, Atalanta, Udinese, Lazio, Milan in Group One; Roma, Inter, Juventus, Torino, Fiorentina in Group Two; Sassuolo, Spezia, Salernitana, Empoli, Lecce in Group Three; Bologna, Hellas, Verona, Monza, Cremonese, Sampdoria in Group Four. Dom, you have you got the first pick, my friend. You can go. Uh, you can go anywhere you like. You know, you can open the. You know, if you want to really go for Lecce, or I know how much you love. Uh, yeah, I know how yeah, much you yeah, loved yeah, Monza yeah, yeah. coming into the season. Yeah, I think yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. We'll, we'll get to that when we get down there. I don't have to. I don't have to deal with them until later on in the draft. Listen, I may surprise some viewers here because the, you would think I would go right away and, and and go very emotional, but I have to take Napoli the way that they're playing right now. It's just, it's just intense. I mean, they've got so many goal scorers, such electric players in the league. Um, I mean, some of the players from their club, from that club, had good games this weekend in the international break. Um, Raspadori for Italy, uh, Lozano for Mexico. So, uh, Kim Min Jae is, I, I'm pretty sure, the Serie A player of the month, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, they've they've been playing very, very well. Uh, they deserve it. 17 points, uh, plus 10 goal differential, highest in the league. I got to take them. 
Yeah, I uh, hard to disagree. I, I think they have looked like the best team in Italy uh, to this point, and so it is hard to not select them with your first pick. And I mean, we saw last year up until December they were you know top of the table in, in Italy, and you know, obviously faded a little bit for the course of the season. Had a kind of a rough spring, but still a team you expect you know especially with the way they've started will be in those top four spots and um, has I would say a pretty safe floor and a, a pretty high ceiling. I mean, this team could win the title this year. I don't think yeah. that's that's inconceivable. Um, man, this is tough because there are three teams I love in this group. Lazio were a preseason favorite of mine. I thought Milan would be finishing, you know, second or could be fighting for the title again. Atalanta I was not high on, but have impressed me this season. I'm going to go with the team, though, that I felt most comfortable coming into the season with. I'm going to steal it from you. I'm going to steal your joy because you stole Liverpool from me. Uh, so we will both be rooting for each other's teams. <laughs> Milan, I was, I was, I was high on Milan coming into the year. I thought again, you know, they would be fighting for the title, and nothing I've seen from them has told me that that's not the case. I still think this is very much a similar type of team. In fact, I think that you could say they've actually improved in some areas. Um, you know, we can't forget that it's a long season, and I, I just like what I've seen from them to start the year. Uh, I also like that they won't be having tons of players going away to the World Cup, you know, um, and that could be beneficial to them. And I, I, you know. I, I like the idea too of kind of stealing Milan off off of your plate. I hate I hate you, dude. I, hate uh, you. I, I also get I also get first pick here yeah, again. And oh boy, Roma, Inter, Juventus, Torino, Fiorentina is okay, obviously a group two. Well, I got to tell you, I am between so many minds here. Uh, really, I have to say, in the interest of transparency for our listener, I am most between Roma and Inter. Inter, again, I, I thought would be fighting for the title again this season, similar to last year. They've had some consistency problems, which worries me. Um, and I've been a little frustrated with Inzaghi at times. And I still think the talent is there, though, with this team. I still think there's a very strong team, and I would be surprised if this is you know where they finish up the season. Roma, if you look at a lot of the underlying numbers, should be more near the top of the table. Um, they just haven't been able to finish their chances. They're creating a lot of uh, you know a lot of opportunities for players to score and just haven't quite converted on them. If the numbers kind of bounce a little more favorably towards Roma, they could skyrocket up the table, similar to what we've seen from Napoli, Atalanta. I'm gonna again pick similar to what I did with Milan. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Milanese. Very very strong here. Um, I'm gonna go with Inter again. I'm just going mostly off my preseason Shameless. intuition, and I have uh, yes, I am, uh, and I have not seen too much that is like dissuaded me from Inter. I'm a little more worried about them than I was in say August. But if I had to pick a team that I was most confident in finishing in say the top three in Italy this season out of this group. Inter would be my choice, and that is how I'm I'm making this choice for myself. Um, I feel like Mourinho's got something cooking. Uh, now I'm tempted to pick Juventus, but you know they deal with injury issues here and there. They've got a bunch of drama surrounding the club right now. Allegri's days are numbered, so there may be a new coach and 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 new uh new kind of culture coming into the club. But that's a big if, and I don't know if if that that gives me enough confidence to pick them over Roma. Um, I like the players that Roma have. I like, I like the style of play that they've been bringing this year to the league. Uh, Tammy Abraham is, is this is hit. This is a league. This is a perfect league for him. You know, the way that it's played um, a lot more tactical, physical, a lot, a lot of crossing coming into the box. Uh, you know, Dybala, 
Stibala. He'll find a way to get them some points here and there. So I've, I've got to take Roma with my second pick. Yeah, hard to argue. I, I think Roma would would have been my uh, my second choice out of this group as well. Again, I, I just think, it, like you mentioned, and like I mentioned when I was discussing my like <laughs> my schism between choosing between them and Inter, if things just kind of bounce the right way for Roma over the next few weeks, it, I mean, they could be a team that going into the World Cup is sitting, you know, in the, the top two spots in Italy. It's it's really not mm-hmm. out of the realm for them. So uh, they've looked good. I, I think there's a lot to be uh, kind of excited about if you are uh, if you are a Roman. Um, Group three: Sassuolo, Spezia, Salernitana, Empoli, Lecce. Uh, I don't love any team in this group actually, because I also feel that there's a few teams in here that I'm. I'm Lecce. I picked to get relegated. Salernitana. I picked to get relegated. And Empoli. I thought we're going to be underperformers this year. So already three teams. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not too high on. Spezia are a team I don't expect to do very well. In fact, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they're finishing below where they currently stand in the table. So by process of elimination i've sort of just worked myself <laughs> to sassuolo who i also have not been in love with this season there's been some talent drain there um don't really love what i i've seen out of them this season but i just really would not want any of these other teams i'm not looking forward to when we have to circle back and choose one of those uh those other squads uh, so really just by process of el- elimination I- i'm going with uh sassuolo and hoping that uh, they at least finish you know comfortably mid-table and i'm not losing a lot of points dumb you have the biggest green i think i've seen out of you all night yeah because you just let one of the biggest gems in the draft fall to me did i'm, I? Taking, I'm taking the salerno boys G- give me them they god got, bless you listen I know they've been getting unlucky in some of their games, uh, but but you know the way they play that three-five-two, uh, the the way that Kondreva and Matsoki you know attack down the wings, get the ball into the box. Uh, they, they've got players here and there on that squad that can make something happen. And for being unlucky, they are one of the only teams in the bottom half of the table. They are the only team in the bottom half of the table who has scored more than they have conceded which is promising for them for this season. So um, I want to I wanna go with Southern Itana. Fair enough. Uh, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I don't love it either, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, I would not call that the steal of the draft. Listen, they've been a thorn in the side of many teams this season. Listen, we will see. We I can't wait to roll it back in, in late May and just see uh, see where we end up. Uh, group 4, Bologna, Hellas, Verona, Monza, Cremonese, Sampdoria. Uh, I'm going to go with a team that, that has already had a managerial change that has the top scorer in Syria currently and that I think has some potential to really work their way up the ladder. That is Bologna. I just think uh, I would be I would be pretty surprised if Bologna finishes a bottom five team in Syria this season. I think they have uh, they have better talent than what they've shown so far. And I think managerial change can always be a good impetus for realizing a little bit of that. So I am, uh, again, sticking my flag in Bologna. Give me Hellas Verona. They're they're a team who's uncharacteristically, you know, in the in the lower end of the table, the bottom five. Uh, but they have lost, you know, their best goal scorer. They, you know, they they they're a little lackluster in their attack and in, in the way that they play. But uh, the bottom three, I can I have to wait till we circle back around to pick one of those. I'm kind of just you know, backed into picking Hellas Verona. Monza and Cremonese, they're going to chill in the bottom three the whole time, even though, you know, I was high on Monza. 
And, and Sampdoria's just been playing awful. Nothing they've done can convince me to want to pick them over Hellas Verona. I do feel like in Italy, it's been more for me process of elimination rather than like teams. I'm really, really sticking my flag in. Bologna, I, I do think it is better, and you know, I, I truly believe in them. But even Sassuolo, I'm not in love with them. Really, the bottom half of Syria, I'm like, <laughs> I kind of don't love anyone out of this group. You know, it's it's a, it's a little tough. There's a big disparity for me between the the top half of the table and the bottom half of the table in Italy. I just I don't love a lot of the teams that I see in the bottom half. I don't think there's a lot of teams necessarily that have been like unlucky. I just think they're just not as good, and I yeah. don't totally buy in. If there, there's no West Ham, right? I, yeah. I don't feel you know in that situation that could uh, kind of climb the ladder. Before you rip another team from the first group away from me, um, can I just ask you a question? You can ask I, me any I, question. I though. know you obviously watch the Premier League way more than me. How much Serie A do you, do you watch? Do you normally just get time to watch like the marquee games? So, yeah, normally from – and now that I, I work weekends again to let you all in on my life, um, Premier League typically I would watch – not every game of the Premier League, but I would watch every like time window. So like whatever game was on at seven thirty, whatever game was on mm-hmm. at nine, and then whatever like the twelve thirty game was. And Italy now, especially that they start the six thirty games, I actually like that because I work early on the weekend. So I'll usually almost always now watch whatever the early game is, um, and then I will always watch the late game, uh, whatever the late, you know the two forty five kickoff for us, um, and then just fill in highlights uh, in extended highlights, and then typically too like during the week. If there's a game that I really want to watch, I'll just throw it on and uh, put the playback speed a little higher and uh, yeah. and watch the full thing. What I really loved is being sports used to do 90 in 30, um, like of, which is great. It would give you like a great condensed version of the game uh, for games that you really wanted to see a little more of, teams you wanted to see a little more of. I wish more leagues did stuff like that. Uh, the extended highlights are nice, but never really give you the full picture. But Serie I, you know, yeah, I... Syria has like a wide range of times too, which is like from six thirty to three. There could be a game on, um, which is uh, which is kind of nice. But yeah, that's a, that's a nice thing. I sit here, I'll go on like Xbox or something, and then I'll just flip through the games. Like if it's boring, like if one game gets boring, I'll flip over to the other one. I, I like I like the PC application for Paramount Plus. Yeah. So you know, just switching between games is very easy and seamless. So. Um, you know, I, wa- I watch quite a bit. So when, when we get to these like bottom 10, I, I kind of am thinking back to like, okay, which teams that I enjoy watching, like, like which ones look, had like some promise here or there and, you know, maybe a little more emotional of a, of a of picks for me, but I do you agree. Gotta love, you got to love who you're rooting for. You know, you yeah. don't want to be rooting for teams. Hey, like I, I picked I, Manchester United. I'm still feeling really hicky about it. I don't <laughs> love that feeling. Isn't it weird, like Liverpool, Manchester United, and you're like, oh, I hope to God. Like, I'm actually fine. If that pick totally tanks, I'm cool with it. Like, if that's what I lose on to, I'm totally cool with it. Um, Fair enough. It is, it is my pick. I, I am really stuck between two teams, and I honestly don't know who to pick. I might actually do a coin flip as well. Um, I am very much between Atalanta and Lazio. Lazio were my dark horse pick to finish in the top four coming into the year. It's too early to say, take any kind of victory lap for that. But I, I've liked largely what I've seen out of Lazio. Not so much in Europe, uh, but I, I do like them. Atalanta have really surprised me. I did not expect them to look this good. And it is hard for me to really like differentiate between my... Again, this is sort of head and heart here. My heart tells me Lazio... 
my head is telling me Atalanta have been a team that have just figured out a way. Um, and I'm trying to read your face and see which team you want. <laughs> I am going to go... Damn, I'm going to go Atalanta. I just I think that they have been the team that has impressed me probably outside of Napoli has impressed me the most so far this season, which of course makes sense because they're the, the top two teams in Italy at the moment. Um, I'm just not going to bet against Gasparini just yet. I'm not going to bet against this team, which by the way, doesn't have a lot of like European distraction to worry about uh, as much. And, you know, could be a team that maybe just figured out domestically this year. And maybe they finish in that top four again. And I'm, I'm going to ride that bet. Lots of people have been volatile. That's been our thing with them. Uh, through through our podcast history, the Jekyll and Hyde team, as we have affectionately called them. So maybe I'll just leave that landmine for you. Um, if you thought I was smiling because it appeared like you were leaving me Atalanta, no, I was smiling because you left me Udinese. Give me them all day. Um, I cannot support Nazis, so I cannot support Lazio. <laughs> all right, listen. <laughs> I, I, Udinese have been one of the hottest teams this season. They, they have players that are leading all different types of metrics and statistics in the league right now. Beto has been crazy for them. Um, I, I can't go against them. Delefeu has been great for them as well. Um, I, there, there's something about this Udinese team, you know, like like the same thing, like I said about Salernitana, but like Udinese has the points to back it now. They've been a thorn in the side of teams and they've taken teams down. And, you know, it's no fluke that they have 16 points. They're a good team. If they can stay healthy, yeah, this is going to be a team that could put up a lot of points this season. Don't hate it. Um, feel a little disrespected, but don't hate it. Uh, group two, I am looking between Juventus and Fiorentina. I'm going to go Fiorentina, actually. Um, I know that many would, in my position would probably take Juventus. Maybe that's more like the smart play, a little, a little more safety in that. But they've been terrible this season. Um, have really not looked good, and there's some turmoil there too. You know, obviously with Allegri, you know, they can't really fire him because of financial problems. They they don't have quite have the money to to, to pay off Allegri. Maybe they shouldn't have given him such a big contract. I don't know. Um, and I just don't love. I, I I don't love it. I don't love what I've seen there. Fiorentina. I expect to finish probably around where they currently are. I don't think that they're in line for any like massive leap or that they've been really underperforming to this stage of the season. Um, but I think I would feel morally better if I if I'm rooting for Fiorentina uh, over Juventus. Morally, yes. I have to put my pride aside. <laughs> I have to. Sell my soul to the devil. Can you just give me a good uh, Fino Alfine, like a little... Uh... <laughs> Heck no. Heck no. Um, however, I can't pick Torino. Of the two Turin teams, like, I can't do that. Torino has been overachieving right now, in my opinion. Um, I think they find themselves in, like, 13th, 14th by the end of the season. It's, it's not going to go well for them. Juventus will go up. Uh, in point total, regardless of who's in charge, regardless of what's going on, they always end up finding a way to pay the refs. So, you know, let me let me get a little bit of that Calciopoli money on my side and uh, pick you bet this up. Wow. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack with what you just said. I'll say that. Uh, for legal reasons, I won't. 
<laughs> um, I uh, yeah. So we're we're moving. We're really moving down to to group three again. Spezia, Empoli, Lecce. I picked Empoli as my underperformer for the year, but I think if I had to choose between the three of them, who I feel most confident to finish the highest, it would still be Empoli. I think they've still found ways to score goals and still have a good management uh, system there. Uh, still some good like bones of a squad, uh, you know, even though they've lost some players over the summer. So I'm going to roll with Empoli uh, as my selection here. I just don't love the options. I really don't love any of the options remaining in the bottom half here. So, uh, but I, I will, I will just stake my claim with Empoli. Um, Under the Tuscan sun, I shall bake. Nice. There you go. There, there it is. Uh, Milan Primavera product. Uh, Lorenzo Colombo has been scoring goals for them right now. So, uh, give me Spezia. Give me Spezia. I'm not taking Lecce. Come on, no. Uh, don't disrespect me. That is typical, just northern, uh, northern, uh, northern aggression by you. <laughs> just hating on the uh, the southern. Hey, wait, wait, I am full southern. I I am not northern. Don't no, no, no. come on now. To say actually, you have pretty much every uh, every southern team. You went you um, went Salernitana, Napoli, and now. Uh, uh, okay, I respect uh, but, but Spezia. Uh, last season, they were the. They were the team that gave all the big clubs issues. And, I, and you know, they still have a couple players here and there that I can still, you know, potentially give them some performances that will win them some much-needed points to make sure that they, you know, stay above a lot of these other teams that are going to be fighting, you know, to stay out of the relegation zone. So, yeah, I'll pick them up. So staring down the barrel of the gun, I have Monza, Cremonese, <laughs> Sampdoria to pick from. And I hate them all. I hate the pick. Sampdoria have been dreadful. Even going back to last season, they were flirting with relegation. Obviously, just stuck above it, but that was because there's three worst teams in them. I'm not totally convinced that there are necessarily three worst teams in Sampdoria this year. Gempoli, uh, I, I don't know what's going on there. I, 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 a lot of concern for Sampdoria. Terrible, man. Monza is my pick simply because I think that a certain former politician has invested a lot of money in Monza and January I rolls around and, and they're not in a good position that money might get flexed a little stronger. Uh, so I'm going to pick Monza just in the hopes that this team finds its way in Syria. They have some talent there. I'm not particularly <laughs> elated with my decision. Atacare. <laughs> Oh, tutti, tutti. Attaccare! <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, give me Sam. I'll take him. Um, I don't trust Cremonese at all. I don't either. I don't trust Sampdoria, if I'm being honest. Dom, you're taking the basement dwellers. Sampdoria. Give, give me them. They are tied on points and tied on goal differential with Cremonese. It, it, it really, I'm shooting myself in either the left foot or the right foot. You know, I'm, I'm gonna when you put it that, that way, it's hard, less, it's hard to know? argue with you. When you put it that way, it is hard to argue. Um, you've left me with a fine gift at the top of the table, I have to say. Uh, you've met, left me with Lazio, my love, Miamo. 
uh, I am going wow, to take. Wow, that's crazy. Are you a Nazi sympathizer? Stop. That's, that's nuts, man. I, that's you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I hate the sin, love the sinner. You know, of all, pe- of all people I know in this world, you are the, you are the last person I would. Listen, in light of recent events in the lit- uh, in Italian political elections, we won't be going down that road because we're already, you know, we're a little. <laughs> yeah, we're in the hot seat after last or after two weeks ago. <laughs> well, I'm I'm talking more about uh, the recent uh, prime minister elections in Italy, but yeah, maybe well, making fun of that. Well, you I, know, I, actually, I, I regret nothing. I, I regret <laughs> nothing about the Queen's death. I regret nothing about what I said. In fact, I'll double down on it if if I need to. Uh, but I would take Lazio. Again, a team I was high on coming into the season. I think Chiro Mobile is a guy that you can count on to score lots of goals, be there at the the end of the season. I'm attaching myself to some good talent, Malinkovic Savage included. Um, I think Maurizio Sarri can figure this out. I, I think they're a team that can finish top four. And they've shown me enough in spurts this season. I just hope for more consistency. In fact, that's what Mauricio Sarri hopes for too. So that's always nice when you share the same concern as uh, as the manager. Well, you know what? Have fun picking between Lecce and Sampdoria. <laughs> Give me Torino. You mean Lecce and Cremonese. I think you oh, already sorry. forgot yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. Excuse me. I forgot that I picked up Sampdoria. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. I could never pick Torino. No shot. Well, actually, Torino's looking pretty nice. <laughs> They're looking better than the other two. I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. <laughs> you might as well put my name next to Cremonese. Like, I... I, I... <laughs> Yeah, I might as well, because uh, there's no way I'm picking Cremonese. I just, I don't see it. You could tell me a story that Lecce find their way to stay in Serie A this season, and I wouldn't find it too absurd um there's no shot i'm picking cremonese so cremonese falls to you dom thanks lecce i don't love but hey they've got to win at least you know like <laughs> they've done something like uh like so many teams in italy have not been able to do at this point um so we there there it is there there was our fantasy draft i, I hope you enjoyed that uh just to recap uh, this could get a little confusing um I have, in England, I have Manchester City, Manchester United, Fulham, Chelsea, Newcastle United, Southampton, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, and Leicester City, whereas Dom has Arsenal, Spurs, Brighton, uh, Liverpool, Brentford, Leeds, Bournemouth, Everton, Wolves, and West Ham. So, you know, if you want to play along, if you want to uh, kind of keep track of uh, you're at the weekend. Are who's you team, are you team Dom or team Matt? <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe who who do you th- whose picks did you like a little more? Perhaps um, in Italy, Dom, you have Napoli, Udinese, Roma, Juventus, Torino, Spezia, Salernitana, Hellas, Verona, Cremonese, and Sampdoria. Whereas I have selected Atalanta, Lazio, Milan, Inter. Uh, Fiorentina, Sassuolo, Empoli, Lecce, Bologna, and Monza. So I like where we're at. I like my draft. I like it's, my teams. You know, it's weird because, you know, you have the first pick of the draft and you get the most play, You get the most teams. The way the, rap, the draft went, you get the most teams in the bottom the bottom tier. Um, and But you also get the most teams in the second tier. You're just hoping that the two teams you took from the top and, and your, your second tier teams can kind of supplement what – what the bottom tier may fail to produce. So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, I had to, I had to think a little bit more for the Serie A one than kind of just take from my pick because I was lucky enough to pick second, you know? So 
that's what I was hoping for this exercise too. It allowed us, I think, to reflect a little bit on the season that we've already had, you know, seven games to, to look at. Um, and then think a little bit, you know, attach some uh, some stakes to the idea of, of what teams we actually think are going to perform well over the course of the year. Maybe we'll do this with the World Cup, too. Uh, you know, that might add a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of fun, a nice little twist to that. The only uh, time international competition matters. I like the Euros. I, you know, I, I think the Euros are fun. Yeah, the Euros are fun. But uh, this one, this one, you get to see more than just you know the European teams. Of course, of even course. though the European teams probably have to play the highest quality, but you're missing out. Like not too many people watch uh, the Copa Sudamericana all the time, you know, and stuff like that. So, and and there's some, you know, you've got some really good Asian teams. You got some really good South American and Central American teams. Uh, the U.S. plays in it, so you know it, it's a little more emotional for us. So the the World Cup, obviously, like so much better, so much, so much better, but. I do Obviously. expect tears for sure. Uh, speaking of, of being emotional, I do expect tears at some point in this World Cup. From me or from you? Uh, probably from me. Probably be probably be so upset. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Dom, anything to to plug before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitch. FIFA twenty three just came out, so um, and I've already packed Neymar and an untradeable Cristiano Ronaldo. So. Yet again with the untradeable Ronaldos from you. Yeah, uh, almost exactly a year apart, which is crazy. But um, I'm trying to get the the settings on my PC, you know, right so that it runs smoothly. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Harry. Make sure you follow me uh, once I get that rolling. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. I'm I'm liking it right now. So, Matt, do you have anything to plug? No, I don't. I don't have anything to plug. Uh, well, actually, follow us on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, we'd appreciate it. If you get us to yes. 1,000, uh, we told you that we would really break down Italy versus Germany in 2006. What what better time to do that maybe in the throes of the uh, 2022 World Cup? Um, so get us to uh, 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, that'd be much appreciated. We'll obviously be giving you some content, not just on this channel, but any other podcast you listen to on the branch the network of underground sports philadelphia uh have all made some sort of uh, you know pledge you know of, of things they will do if we get to that thousand subs so so please do that uh we appreciate it very much appreciate you if you've been listening i hope you enjoyed the little international break it's always kind of nice to just have a little a little time off a little time off you know but we'll be right back and you know we're back in the action now and then leading us right into the world cup so it is uh we are on breakneck speed now uh, as we as we hurdle towards the, the as you described it, the best international tournament. I have to agree. I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to disagree. Until next week, when we have actual games to break down, uh, you know, talk about. Uh, we will talk to you next time. See you.